You're now listening to Sound Talent Media. Check out more shows at SoundTalentMedia.com. Hey, what's up, everyone? I'm Matt Migaki, the vocalist of Cryptopsy and the host of the Vox and Hops Metal Podcast, where I sit down with fellow metal musicians. We talk all about their lives and music while sharing killer craft beers. If you've ever wanted to sneak backstage and share a beer with one of your favorite musicians, well, Vox and Hops is the podcast for you. This week on the podcast, I had an amazing conversation with Morgan Lander and S.J. Jones about Kitty Pig. There is this episode and over 450 other ones to help you enjoy life, metal, and craft beer. So what are you waiting for? It's time to become a Vox and Hops head. Cheers! Welcome, everyone. I am Johnny Christ, and this is the Drinks with Johnny podcast. Thanks for tuning in to another week as we continue season four, the refill, going back to some old stories and making some new ones with my guest, Jay, formerly of Bullet for My Valentine, and now the bassist of Kill the Lights. Uh, I've known Jay from way back in the day when we toured together. We came up in in the metal scene at the same time had uh, a lot of uh, a lot of of the same successes and uh, we get into all that some of the tours we did together a lot of the stories that I had forgotten about and it was so great to uh, uh, re reconnect with Jay in this way and have him share some of his stories uh, it's it's just great to to talk to an old friend like that you know we called this season the refill and our producer Sam brought up a good point the refill kind of has like this uh, this way of sounding like we're going back to some some stories and some old friends and reconnecting and refilling our lives, and I, I kind of agree with him. So far, you know, the episodes we've recorded um, uh, have mostly been that, and this this episode is no different. As I said, we go into a lot of those stories, but we're also creating new ones and and seeing how Jay's going and and what he's been doing in his life um, in between these two bands. We get into all that, his sobriety. Um, He's just a great dude, and I was so happy to have him on the show. We're going to be doing a follow-up pod for you guys on Thursday, uh, so make sure you subscribe and tune into that as well. But without further ado, I'm going to bring you my chat with Jay, formerly a bullet for my Valentine, and now of Kill the Lights. What's up, Jay? Hey, everybody. I'm sitting here with my very good friend. This is going to be a great episode because it's actually a catch-up episode with someone I haven't talked to in fucking many, many years. Jay, formerly a bullet for my Valentine and now in Kill the Lights. How the hell are you, man? What's happening? I'm good. I'm good. It has just been, what, like 10 years, Johnny? Something like that? At least that, man. You're still rocking the mohawk, though. I love it. Yeah, it's kind of a mohawk. It's like come out again recently. I thought, yeah, let's uh, let's get back to basics, I, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's awesome, man. So, so I mean, like you said, we've, it's been like 10 years, so I figured we'd get into some of the, the good old times and what's been going on since. Uh, I know, as, as I mentioned at the top here, you're now in Kill the Lights with our boy Moose and James. I've not met the other two guys. Uh, who's rounding out the roster right now in, in Kill the Lights? So there's James singing, there's Travis on guitars and Jordan on guitars. So Amir Moose, yeah. So um, how's that been for you guys? 
I mean, how's that been for it's you? Been it's been awesome, you know, and like since everything happened before, I took some time out, I did. Um, and then like I was there one day minding my own business and uh, I had a text off Moose. Do you want to join my band? I nearly like crashed the car because I was driving along. I was like, whoa, <laughs> that was just unexpected. So I was like, yeah, blew the dust off my guitars because I hadn't played for years. I thought, yeah, do you know what? Let's get stuck into it. And it's been good since. Yeah, we got um. So you literally took all that time. Are you talking about the time from uh, uh, departing in Bullet till just getting this text message? You hadn't been playing the whole time? Yeah, that's right. Um, I mean, I've been dabbling here and there, but like, I think after everything that happened back then, can't really get into it really, you know, mm. all the logistics of what happened, like for like certain reasons in it. But I kind of put everything down and like had a break from it all. Um, yeah, and like start a family and just kind of like went a different way for a bit. I think I needed to, um, just to like, I know, cleanse maybe or something. And then I started getting that itch again <clears throat> over the last few years. Um, last couple of years, really, I'm starting to write again and pick the guitar back up, start to listen to a bit of music again. And then um, I was over, like, most text me, we, um, I popped over his house a couple of times, said hello. And um, he listened to some of the stuff that I was kind of, like, working on on my own. Um, and then, yeah, he said, an opportunity's come up. Do you want to join? And it's been brilliant. Like, we've done a, a small tour in November of the UK with... Um, Oh, who was it? Bleeding from within, I think it was. And yeah, and um, that was awesome. It was just like old times, you know. It was really good. And um, yeah, but, you know, the main difference is now is I'm sober. Like, I haven't drunk a, a drop of alcohol for like, I think it's coming up eight, eight years. Eight years. So, wow, man. Congrats. Uh, I was going to ask about that. Was that uh, some kind of direct correlation with uh, your departure from Bullet uh, all that time ago? Kind of, I think after everything that happened, I like, um, I kind of started drinking quite hard after everything. Um, and that kind of, yeah, it, it got a bit out, it got a little bit out of control. So I just needed to like stop it completely. And when I stopped, I stayed stopped and I just didn't want to go back. And I, f I felt great from it and I feel great now, you know? Yeah. Um, well, you look great. I, like I said, we haven't seen each other in 10 years. You look awesome, man. You look, you look healthy. It's good to see you like this. Uh, I guess my follow-up question to that, though, is was this something that you had contemplated giving up for a long time before, or was it literally like it had gotten to a point and like one day you're like, I'm done with this, that, that's it? Or is it something that you've struggled with in the past a little bit before? Yeah, well, you know, in our line of work, um, <laughs> touring and stuff, I think it comes hand in hand, doesn't it? And some of the parties and some of the like things that, you know, alcohol brought with it and i'm sure we'll like discuss a few memories um as we go through this uh this talk now but um yeah you know um i tried like stopping it but you know there's parties and then there's like you know after shows and all that kind of stuff and it's really hard to do that when you're on the road right um i think uh, when everything came to a head with the band and everything and we departed and stuff i think in that moment i kind of it's all I kind of knew at that moment. So I just started drinking harder, if you like. And it, then, yeah, it did come to a head. Then it was one day, oh, my God, I'm going to have to stop this. Like, so, yeah, I um, sought some help and just stopped. And I haven't gone back since. And, yeah, it just feels amazing. Actually, you know, your show is um, Drinks with Johnny. So I, I got um, my sparkling water here. <laughs> but I Perfect. Did, 
I did saw some non-alcoholic beer. Which one is that? Case, is that? Is that Peroni? Yeah, just in case you was gonna like, um, you know, crack one open. Well, I I really wanted to, but it is ten o'clock in the morning my time, and I have some shit to do for the rest of the day. So I've just got water in my in my mug right now. So that's not the Johnny I know. Oh no no no! I'm still the Johnny you know. It just it, it's just an older form. Um, <laughs> it's so like you said though. Um, I want to touch on this sobriety for just a little bit more. Uh, because I really do think it's something that a lot of people who struggle with, it's good to see people like yourself who are successful um, kind of share your story a little bit for anyone else there that, that uh, is looking for the help they need or anything like that. Um, you know, I know I'm not, I haven't stopped. I'm, I'm still a drinker and everything. And, um, but I do have my struggles with it. You know, I'll be completely honest. Um, but uh, I think I'm finally at a good place in my old age with, with my relationship to alcohol. And, uh, it's, it's, it's been great, but uh, again, you said that it was like one day. Can you share us with that story? Do you feel comfortable sharing that story of what that last, that last night was or day, whatever it was, the, the last time you drank? Yeah, I mean, I mean, <clears throat> if that's cool, I can do that. And I, I don't mind, you know. Um, I, I got addicted to um, stuff. And like within my recovery um, from alcohol, um, the work I've done on myself through the years. I've done some quite intense therapy and um, I worked for a treatment centre. In fact, I worked up to the manager of a, um, a drug and alcohol treatment centre. That's, oh, wow. that's what I've been doing on my journey. Like, you know, um, I completely changed my life um, to sobriety. But, um, yeah, the, what I found out about myself was, is that I was an addict, not just to... Um, alcohol, but to anything, I guess, that made me feel good. Um, drugs, you know, it could be sex, it could be, you know, boo, um, uh, caffeine, food, chocolate, whatever it is, really, you know, the deeper I got into it, I realized, you know, that I'm an addict, so I got to, like, learn how to live with that, if you know what I mean. Right. Um, I think maybe there was a time that I wasn't one when I was a kid, but I think the life that I led led me into being one, I guess, and becoming one. Mm -hmm. So after everything that happened with my departure and everything, I kind of like, I felt like I was on my own kind of thing. Um, I really was, and I kind of locked myself away just just drinking because that's kind of all I knew what to do to make myself feel better, I suppose. Um, and I'd done that for months and I, I was like telling people and loved ones that I wasn't home and, 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 and all that kind of stuff, you know, and um, just lying to people that was coming on to see me and I just closed my blinds and I wasn't in and I was just like hammering the alcohol, like, and, you know, other things. And like, um, it came to the point where I think, I think my, my mother called me one day, you know, and she was like, I know you're in <laughs> and she, cause she, she knows me and she got upset on the phone. And that was the, the moment of realization where I thought, Oh my God, I'm being so selfish. Like, um, so that was it. I phoned a rehab down in Bournemouth in the UK, jumped in my car, um, and drove all the way down there and handed in the keys and said, I need some help. I stayed there for three months, John. Three months. I was in a living facility for three months, living wow. in this house in the middle of a city five other people and we had to make our way from the house to the center um without picking up a drink and then do the therapy on ourselves through the days with counselors and stuff like that but it was the best thing i i, I ever done i like i grew as a person um emotionally um yeah i grew in that moment in that time in that place and since then 
I came out um, and I thought, you know what, if I can recover from someone like that, and I'm talking somebody that hadn't stopped drinking and doing other stuff for like 20 odd years, man, you know, um, I'm sure I can help other people. So that's what I did. I started volunteering, um, helping other addicts recover. And I was pretty good at it. I volunteered for the centre then in uh, the town that I live in. Um, and I was just going there um, for free, just helping because I love I had a kick out of it, like watching people come round and that light come back on. So um, they offered me a job then and I'd done the training in there. And over the last six years, I worked up through the the ranks of all the different um, roles in that industry to the team leader of the actual building. Um, but then when Moose asked me this question, I was like, oh, my God, you know what? I think it's time now. I think I'm ready. And... I had the hunger for it again. So um, I had to talk to the higher managers, told them what happened. And they, they said, that's the like strangest um, conversation I've ever had in this line of work, they said, because, <laughs> you know, I needed to like um, make room for music again. And yeah. the full time hours I was working, I couldn't do it. So I've actually handed that notice in, come down to a part time worker for the same company so I could put the music in as well. So like today was one of my days off that I jam and I come in this little room and um, I learn songs and I write and yeah, just rehearse. But do you know what? I've never thought and been able to think so clearly. Um, and I feel like I've got my shit together. So yeah, best thing i ever done. That's fantastic news. I'm glad to hear and see you doing well. And uh, you mentioned that you, over the last eight years, started a family. Are you, what, what size family you got now? You How many kids? I got four kids, John. Jesus, boy. You got to work. You got to work over those last eight eight years, man. Yeah, yeah. I met my uh, beautiful fiance, Natalie, um, about six years ago now. And we do to get married next year. Um, So that's all exciting. Like, we've got a child together. She's got um, a child with um, an ex-partner who's my stepdaughter. And then I've got two children, which are her stepdaughters with an ex-partner. So... At some times of the week, there's six of us, and other times of the week, there's like three of us. Do you know what I mean? So. Yeah, totally. That's awesome, though. Uh, congratulations on the family, man, and uh, uh, congratulations on the wedding coming up. That's going to be awesome. Um, you got any nippers yet, John? What's that? Have you got any nippers yet? Oh, yeah. I got one. I got one. I, I We called it at one. He just turned five yesterday, actually. So, nice. uh, yeah, my son. Nice. Uh, we have the ongoing joke that I wanted. I wanted two kids. My wife wanted zero. We sell. We, we settled on one. <laughs> there you go. That's a good <laughs> yeah, it was. It was a good compromise. But uh, yeah. So what? Else? So you've been doing the 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 recovery, managing that, doing those things. That's fantastic. Having having a family. I see you have this room now that you were just talking about. Uh, walk me through that room a little bit. I see a bunch of different bases. I see your old bongo. I remember you were still using last time I was on tour with you. Um, and then yeah, I see the back of these headstocks here. Yeah, that's basically it, really. It's like the rest of the house, the family have, and I've got this like little room <laughs> set up. It's a little bit messy, but I've got kind of like a, um, you know, a studio thing and a quad cortex there um, on the desk and some amps and sound card, etc. And um, yeah. I got some of the old discs that I had and uh, from back in the day, I just had them on the wall anyway from when I used to come in here, you know. I did put them all in the box, but then I got them back out recently. I thought, well, it's, an, it's definitely an achievement. So yeah. 
didn't have for the box either. Like the room's so small, so I thought I'd hang them up. <laughs> <laughs> That's <laughs> perfect. That's space saving. I like it. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it's a tidy little room. It's small enough to do what I need to do um, and jam. And yeah, so like, you know, the killer life stuff's really, um, really kicking off, man. It's going so good. Uh, so, hey, you know, with your um, editing software, yeah. if I was to go um, check out the link, would one appear here? <laughs> Why not? We can definitely do that. So, do it do it right I now. I think you just did. Put your hands up again. We'll yeah. do the, the light. It, yeah. it, oh, is this for the, the latest single? Is that is that where you're... We'll put a link for the latest well, single? Yeah, so the latest single came out on Friday, just gone. It's called Dead From The Start. Right. It's actually a game just being made as well, <clears throat> where you can like run from zombies. That dropped today. I've just tweeted about that. Awesome. So um, if you haven't yet, head over to Kill The Lights, uh, at Kill The Lights on our Instagram here <laughs> right over there then, so i'll do it too right and we'll also put it right down here in the description below on our youtube channel and we'll probably put it in the description on the podcast audio too yeah, so man. things are popping right now you guys are on fearless records right now uh you got any uh tour dates coming up here soon um no not at the moment we've got um we're gonna be right in the record um the new record in april so in april, there's okay. a lot of preparation going for that we got um a ton of demos which i'm still getting my head around you know when they asked me to join i had to learn all the sinner ready for the tour last november so it was like i had three months i think to learn the entire album to like gig 10 songs after 10 years off right <laughs> so it was like oh my god so i like i had to like you know we cracked the whip on myself and it was hard to get the fingers going again, you know, but I'd done it and it was a great um, turnout, great bunch of shows. So, yeah, we're, um, we've released uh, Chasing Shadows before um, Dead from the Start, which I appeared on. I um, screamed on that one and I screamed on Dead from the Start. Um, and now we're gearing up then to like start um, some pre-production ready for um, April to hopefully start recording the new album. How are the de how are you liking the demos so far that you're wrapping your head around? Is that everything? Uh, are, we, are we looking for more of the same from from Kill the Lights? Is it is it the, yeah. the fast paced awesome metal that we, that we had last album? Yeah, it's awesome man. Like the the new the new demos have blown me away again. I thought the Sinner was amazing. You know the the riffage in that album just blew me away as well. And I, I kind of gutted for the guys really because um. Um, when they dropped the Sinner, like all the COVID thing happened and like they were unable to tour it. And I don't think the Sinner got the justification that it, it deserves. So like if anybody hasn't checked out the band yet, you need to check them out. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, well, I had Moose and James over at the house. I was a couple years ago now, I guess. And they were on and we just recorded the audio. We didn't have video at the time. So he, they just came over and hung out and. James actually left his jacket. I never got it back to him. Let him know I'm sorry. His jacket's lost. Hi. <laughs> but uh, he's got so many clothes. I don't think he'll mind when he came on to it. I think his suitcase had the most clothes in it. I've never seen so many clothes. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Have you, so did you know James? I know obviously everyone knows you knew Moose for a very long time. Did you know James much before you got the call from Moose? Yeah, yeah. Um. He toured with us um, in his band back in the day. I think he was throw, throw the Fight. Um, right. And, like, he grills me about this all the time, but I couldn't remember him. 
but like the messes that I were in back then, like from the alcohol, I, th- I, th- I think I was drunk for like 10 years straight, <laughs> like constantly. And he's like, I can't believe you don't remember me, man. Oh, and that's I'm like, rad. Yeah, and his brother came on tour with us in November and I remember his brother and he's like, so you remember my fucking brother, but you don't remember me. <laughs> that's even better. I love that. Well, that's funny that you mentioned that because like, we're going back to the tours. Let's go back to it. Let's go back to the times that Avenged and Bullet you, were out on the road together. Do you remember um, I impersonated you? Yes, I was going to Yes, it was in uh, it was on one of those shed tours. I think it was like the Mayhem Festival tour that we did together. Yeah. And yeah, you yeah, that was always the ongoing joke. You could, we could set it up a little bit here. So back in the day, we uh, Avenged and Bullet did a lot of tours together, obviously. And early on, we kind of realized that myself and Jay, both with mohawks, a little shorter in stat- stature, kind of party animals of the tour, um, got along great. We were kind of each other's doppelganger in a lot of ways. You could definitely interchange us for a little bit and. We decided uh, it was like one of the last nights or if not the last night of that tour. And uh, we tried to pull a fast one on the rest of my bandmates and the audience. Jay was standing behind the, the, the stage ready and we swapped positions and he went up and played backcountry. We, we were just waiting to see how long it would take for everyone to realize that it wasn't me. And I think we got through like half of the song before anyone realized it. Yeah, I can remember the rest of the band. Like when I was running over to him with a the guitar, they were like, "What the fuck?" <laughs> <laughs> I hope we have some footage of that. I'm gonna I'm gonna hit up Rafa and see if he has any footage of that. Uh, I'm gonna see him later tonight, so I'm gonna see if we can put some of that footage in here. That'll be great because I I think um I hope one of them came up to me to like give me a shot at the end of the song as well, and oh my god, man, it blew my mind. That did like I could just about walk off the stage. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's good, man. It's good times. Yeah. Really good times. Well, that was, we had so much fun uh, with you guys and Bullet. I, th- I mean, I've talked about it a couple times, but, you know, I'm, I love getting different perspectives on it, um, on yours with, uh, with that Australian, the infamous Australian tour with Atreyu, Bullet for My Valentine, and Avenged Sevenfold. Hi, I'm Daniela Clark. I'm Barbara Ann Wild. And we are The Honest AF Show. Our podcast is real, honest conversation with our celebrity friends and pros. Covering our anything but average rock and roll lifestyles. All while tackling the hell that is aging and the battle of beauty. Oh yeah, nothing is off the table. The Honest AF Show is available wherever you get your podcasts. Wait, I mean, yes. you already said you don't remember a lot of things about that time. What, what, what do you remember? As I remember for me, every day was a new party and a new challenge to see who can, who can out-party the other band. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Like, it was absolutely debauchery. Most jog my memory of a few things I completely forgot about. Like, like, and I was like, oh, my God, I remember that stuff. You know, <clears throat> I remember being like... Um, awake at like five six o'clock in the morning i think and i'm sure it was i was talking to the rev about um what was going on and everything like isn't it and 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 just the stuff that was going on i don't even know if i can mention oh yeah you can oh yeah you can that's what we're here for anything that's that that i listen to uh later on the tops the line i'll get I'll, i'll pull it out don't worry let's just let's just get into it tell what were some of your favorite moments of that tour 
uh, specifically, and then we'll get into some of the other ones we've done. Maybe you can help me with this one, John the Man. Yeah. What was it with that the the, the wheelchair? <laughs> and was it was it the the, the woman in the wheelchair? <laughs> What's the correct word for this now? <laughs> uh, that one is a story. I think I don't think we could tell on on the show actually. So. <laughs> We'll save that one for afterwards. Let's bring on one of the. Oh, let's let's call that one the line, Jay, and that one doesn't get out uh, because there's there's parties involved that are no longer with us to defend themselves. So we're not going to get into those stories. But uh, yeah. let's get into some of the some of the lighter ones. Like what what, what was some of the? I I do remember um, getting a lot of uh, calls from our tour manager at the time after we'd leave every single hotel room. A complete annihilation. I mean, I remember at one point we were putting beer bottles through the drywall in a room, and so they're just like hanging out, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was it was unbelievable. Like you know, to make lobby call. I don't know how we did it. I don't know how I done it, but um, the parties were just like moshing into one. Like you know, um, wasn't I? I think I was in a bar. One night, and like um, I think I got kicked out because the the um, waiter was walking along with like this this huge tray of drinks above his head like this, and I was attacking his armpits like one woo like this to him, <laughs> and he was ah, fuck off, fuck off, yes, and I was I was getting him again, and he was like fucking he was like fucking shaking and everything. And the boy's like stop it, Jay, stop it, and then I overcame the bouncers and out I went. <laughs> I think I think you also had the line of of the entire. It was like only the craziest thing is so much happened on that tour, and it was like five shows in like ten days. That's all it was. Like it wasn't like this super long. That was actually one of our shortest tours we did with you guys. And it's good that it was. I think we all would have left this earth a lot sooner if that tour lasted any longer. Because I know every morning, like we were going on different flights and hitting the bars before we got to the airport every every day. I mean, day drinking and then going playing shows all night like that was and then partying at night and starting it all over again. It was a wild time. And one of the one of the days off, I remember, I think it was in Perth. And maybe you remember this. Sinister Gates thought it was a good idea. He, he had just started surfing again um, about a like, few months before that. But he used to surf when he was a kid, starts picking it up again. He's like, oh, yeah, I could surf these waves. And we're all, fuck you, you ain't going to surf these waves. And he went out and he ate shit. For, and we were standing on the beach from a far away. And I think it was you who said, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, he's fucking dead, mate. And it was like the funniest thing I'd ever heard in my life at the time. <laughs> he's fucking dead. <laughs> <laughs> Probably, yeah. Fucking hell, man. Mad yeah. times. Like. We did so many other tours together, too. Like those festivals, the mayhem stuff. The, you know. Yeah. Didn't we do one? We took out a tattooist one time, didn't we? Which one? Across, I'm sorry. Uh, we took out a tattooist. Do you remember that guy that came on tour with us? Yeah. Oh with? shit! Do you still have your tattoo? Yeah. Do you still have yours, dude? Yeah, of course I do. Let, let, let's let's pull him up. I'm gonna get him out. <laughs> Wait, my my camera my camera's like set up for something else. It's all right. I'll show mine. We can tell him the story of the tattoo. Show him yours. Show him yours. Yeah, there it is. I'll get a shot of mine. I'll get a shot of mine uh, uh, later for, and we'll put it in. <laughs> uh, explain that it? tattoo for the people. So we were toured together, 
like Johnny said, and um, we brought our tattooist from home out on the road, and like he was painting us all. And we thought, let's get um, a symbol to kind of mark us all as our friendship and the tour together and those times, isn't it? And we came up with that, wasn't it? It was kind of like the death bat with the um, the wings and the bullet kind of like um, right in and the flowers and everything. But the main difference for me and you, I guess, which we've got that the, other, the others haven't got is I was got a mohawk. And I tell everyone that. Yeah, <laughs> I've, got mo- I've got a mohawk on mine too. I'm going to send you a picture of mine. It's still... I still don't have much else on my legs. It's like the only other tattoo I have on my leg is a, is a Ghostbusters tattoo. So it's this and the Ghostbusters on that leg. <laughs> so bad. But yeah, I'm pretty proud of that. Like, and I, I used to think to myself, I wonder if Johnny thinks of me every time he takes a shit. Well, not every time, but a lot of times. <laughs> a lot of times, Because yeah. it's just right there. It's just right there. You look I down and you go like, ah, I remember those times. I can remember saying to you, um, shall we get a tattoo? Um, and you come on the bus and he was like, yeah, let's do it. I, and I said, we get the same one with the Mohawk. And he was like, yep. I said, where should we have? And you said, which way does your dick hang? I said, to the left. You said, left leg it is. <laughs> that sounds that's about right. That sounds about why right. It's really- why it's on the left <laughs> leg. Yeah, that's 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 yeah. exactly right. Oh, man. so she was on the left leg. Mine is on the left as well, yeah. Yeah, yeah. so. For the same reason. <laughs> Brilliant. So are, do you, um, back to your playing and stuff, I mean, I've always been a fan of the way you play bass and do the, the, the screaming and everything you guys did with Bullet, and I can't wait to see um, what your addition to Kill the Lights is really going to look like. Um, have you talked to any of the guys at uh, Ernie Ball again, Music Man, anything yet? Um are they going yeah. to re-endorse you uh, with this band? I dropped them a line, um, said about it all, sent them over all the details. But they said at the moment, uh, it's because of COVID. Because mm-hmm. of COVID and everything that was going on, the stock at the moment, they said, in time, try back in about six months. And this was about three, four months ago. So um, I'm going to hit them up again and see what they got and see if they can take me on again. Because I was like, oh, do, do you remember me? Yeah. <laughs> I'm back. <laughs> but... Um, it's cool that I got so many of those from those days anyway, so I've got enough equipment for now. But the um, the thing that got me the most was, um, you know, they said, oh, join and everything, and I was like, yeah, shall I, shall I bring my Ampex stack down? They were like, no, um, we use fucking quad cortexes now. I was like, what is that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no so one I, uses big-ass amps anymore, man. I know. I've had to learn this, like, little gizmo, showing my age. Like, I was like, fuck. So, yeah, it's amazing. Um, I've got the same sounds out of it, and you just turn up with a guitar and a little box with that. I just plug it on the stage. Done. Yeah. No, it's it's incredible. We have uh, what technology has come come with for so long. I mean, we use, I mean, in the studio, we've used those fractal units for a long time for um, demoing and stuff. It's just easy to flip through when I'm, when I'm writing in my, uh, at home by myself and using all that going back between guitars and, and all that stuff. Um, and then I, I, I think we started, I think Sin might've started using those in conjunction with his, uh, his amp heads, the last tour we were on. But I mean, you've been off the ro- you've been, you were out of the game for a little longer than me, but I, I mean, I've been playing at home and writing and stuff, but I haven't played in front of a single person in almost four years. Really? Yeah. We got off the road <clears throat> in 2018 and I haven't. I haven't really played since, really, other than uh, working on this new record we've been doing. 
So you are you guys are working on a new record then, and you'll be touring again off that. Uh, yes, that's that's the that's the idea. That's the plan. Um, <clears throat> it's about you know, as, as all of our fans know, we've been working on it for a while now. There's been a lot of delays due to COVID and other personal reasons as well that we won't get into at this time, but we will one day. Um, but yeah, there's been some stuff that we just we're waiting on and. Uh, we're actually getting to work again today on some stuff. So, uh, you know, we'll be looking forward to getting this out to everyone and seeing everyone's beautiful faces, as they say. Well, sound, that sounds good, man. It'd be great to, to fucking hear some new stuff from you guys. Speaking of which, of the touring, maybe we should create some new memories, Johnny. Oh, boy. I don't know. You want to be tempted with that, Jay? You want to be t- tempted with your sobriety out, out on the road with me? Oh, I'll be fine. I'll be absolutely <laughs> I knew it. Uh, I just thought I'd throw it out there. Oh, uh, yeah. Well, well yeah. It, it's out there now. It's out there now, Jay. <laughs> there now. You know, I'd love that. I'm pulling in. Get the killer lights <laughs> on with them. Yeah. I love it, man. I love it. Yeah. No, some of my favorite uh, times have obviously been the ones that we can't talk about too much here because, again, no. pe- other people involved. It's not necessarily you and me. It's other people involved that we don't <clears> want to, like, throw under the bus yeah, and stuff yeah. of, of some of those stories because – we could just talk about it in general. I mean, do you realize I that can, touring touring bands now could never get away with the shit that we used to get away with? Like, they would be so fucking canceled. I know, like, how, how did we do it? How did we pull it off? And to this day, no one no one knows half of the stories. It's, it's amazing. I know. And I feel a little bit like um, we're selling the fans out by not actually getting stuck into some of the nitty gritties and we can't, like, you know say about other people stuff but you know what's your craziest drunken moment on tour and i can tell you mine and i bet you mine will stump it <laughs> well this is how we got in trouble in australia because we kept going back and forth no 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 your story is not as good as ours we're crazier and we did that back and forth every day in australia but uh yeah that's so hard for me because it's something that i don't even think about really like craziest i don't I mean, the infamous, t- there's so many times. I mean, the infamous time when I pissed on Brian's face, uh, Brian's dad's face on the bus. Um, there's, I mean, there's countless times of uh, getting rowdy in a strip club and, and being uh, escorted out for exposing myself. You know, there's been like, it's, it, it, there's been a lot of bad, bad memories <laughs> that are fun. <laughs> they were fun at the time. But, you know, I just craziest one i don't want you go and i'll, I'll try and think of a, a of a crazier time because i can't be very specific right because i just can't think of it it's not, not i'm not okay. trying to be cheeky i just uh you know i just i really can't think of the craziest night it's fine well i don't mind saying about this one because i think it's quite legendary to be honest but um <laughs> okay. you know moose <clears throat> i for all of my life even before the band days i grew up with him anyway and i used to drink with him in parties in our hometown he has always, always shaved my fucking eyebrows off, okay? <laughs> okay I, I was passing out way before the band. Right, <laughs> okay. Just something that, that, that was, that was just did. a party before the band, and yeah, it came along with it. My partner now, Natalie, she's got to like, she's got to like, she makes me let her tidy them up because they are so bushy because of moose, right? Because oh. <laughs> they've grown back so many times. <laughs> I think he's done... I think he's done my eyebrows probably about 14 to 15 times in my life. Wow. And I've never been able to get him back. Anyway, so I'm on the tour bus, right? <clears throat> and we've had usual night, had a drink, 
everyone's quite leery. Now I come round right in the tour bus toilet, okay, but I can't stand up because it's painful to stand up. Now I'm face down around the toilet, curled up on the floor, okay. <laughs> so I try to get up. I'm like, oh, I look down, and yep, it's stuck in the zip. Oh, okay. that's why I was. I was like, why is it painful to stand up? Okay. Yeah. So what I had done, I think it must have gone over a bump when I was doing it up and like it went up and you could see skin the other side of the zipper. Oh, you pulled something about Mary on it. All right. Yeah. That <laughs> happened, right? So I couldn't get up now. Right. And, and I'm pretty like, I'm in a bit of a mess because I'm hung over and I don't know what happened because I, I passed out. Hence why I've stopped. Right. <laughs> so I try and walk out. I look down and I'm falling. My shoelaces are tied together. Okay, so I walk out to the bathroom door. I walk into the main hall and the tour bus. I sit down on the seat and I'm just looking down at my shoes, looking in my lap, and I'm just rocking back and forth thinking, what the fuck is going on? I don't know what's going on. Right, so Moose comes down now, morning. He comes in, he's like, are you all right, Jay? And I'm just shaking my head, saying, leave me alone. Right? He's like, what's, what's the matter, Bat? Are you okay? I was like, don't tell anyone, Moose. Well, he goes, what? I won't tell anyone. What? What's the matter? So I stood up and showed him. He was like, what? <laughs> he starts fucking running down the hallway, hitting everybody's bunks, going, everybody, come and have a look at this. <laughs> oh, my God. Right? So he's like, I'm like, you fucking dick, right? <laughs> I can't get the knots in my shoelaces undone, right? So he hands me the shaver that he used to do my eyebrows to cut my shoelaces. Yeah. <laughs> 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 now, I know my, my eyebrows were off. I thought, this is weird. He's just handed me a fucking, the shaver, like, because he colored my eyebrows in, okay? So, I get my With a my Sharpie, or free. what did he color them in with, real quick? With a Sharpie, okay. right? So, I'm, like, hunched over like this, walking back to the bathroom to clean myself up, because I've told the tour manager, we got to go to a hospital. You don't understand. We've got to go to a hospital. These are my. This is the favorite part of me. I need. I need help here. <laughs> Everyone's pissing themselves, barely laughing. Yeah. I'm in the bathroom. Got to wash myself because I had dicks all down my face, all over my head, all down my neck. I had a real sweet one coming to my mouth. <laughs> a real okay? sweet one. Right. <laughs> Was so it like, veiny? Were any of them veiny? Oh, veins and everything they went to town on me okay it was just like it was awful i started washing the dicks off my face like this in the, in the thing and i washed my eyebrows off oh so, so after everything that's happened to me i then realize i'm losing my eyebrows too so i walk back out with boldness here yeah i'm still back going moose you fucking shaved my eyebrows off <laughs> So they pulled him to the hospital. I like obbled down the stairs like this, walk in. Um, they pull the curtain behind. The crew is standing outside. My base tech, Calvin, you remember him? Yeah. He's like trying his hardest not to fucking piss himself still. <laughs> and um, the doctor comes over. There's two nurses. <clears throat> He's like, oh, what's, what's the problem? I'm like, oh, you got to help me, man. you got to help me. I said, I need something to take the pain away before you even touch it. Blah, 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 blah. I'm fucking freaking out. The nurse taps me on the shoulder. I look and he goes, whoop. Oh. <laughs> Close the zip down. I scream like you probably not hear to scream like this, John. Here, right? Fucking hell. 
you could hear the crew outside just laughing their asses off. Fucking everyone's just pissing themselves at me like. How so bad? How bad of, was the damage though after he pulled it off? It wasn't too bad. It was only a little bit of skin that like caught through it, but. Yeah, like it was a bit of a cut there in, in a heel to a Vicodin, which is not a good thing to give to somebody who drinks every day, I might add. <laughs> you know, the doctors who, you know. Yeah, but you were probably but, pretty stoked at the time, though. You're like, all right, well, at least I got something out of this. <laughs> but yeah, you're like, I got back to the bus, and like everybody was just looking at me in amazement, like, you know, with <laughs> no eyebrows. Did you get the pain. slow clap? Did you get the infamous slow clap on the bus on the way back in? <laughs> yeah, well, I think they were clapping because I knocked this out of the, the like schedule like two hours. <laughs> it was they weren't happy with me, like. Oh, yeah. But I did not do this to me, you know. <laughs> well, not all of it. <laughs> yeah, not all of it is my fault. Uh, I mean, one of the band I won't mention the name, but me and Moose um, sellotaped everything we could find on the bus to him when he was passed out. He looked like a trash bag turned inside out, full of rubbish. <laughs> wait, wait, you said you did what? We sellotaped everything we could find that we could pick up. Sellotape? Oh, salad yeah, tape? Gaffer, gaffer tape. Okay, okay. See, this is, this is the problem that we have here, that across the pond lingo, I'm like, wait, what did you call it? <laughs> oh. Gaffer's gaffer, but you get sellotape as well, don't you? Sellotape. Okay. okay, yeah. Okay, sellotape. Okay. We gaffer taped everything we could find to him. Like, he looked like a bin turned inside out. It was, the, everything was on him. Like, we took stuff out of the bin and, and gaffer taped it to him. We put things down his pants, his socks, in his hair. We cut his teeth in black. That's how <laughs> drunk he was, right? Now, that was the best bit because he, he came around, man, as we were doing it. And he starts fucking checking things off him and me and Moose. I, I, can, I, I can absolutely picture it because I already know who the fuck you're talking about. Like- <laughs> we, we ran down the hallways. Moose jumped in his bunk. I jumped down next to the driver and closed the curtains and pretended I was just sat next to the driver. The whole time. And I looked, I looked through the gap and I could see fucking elbows just going up in here throwing things off. <laughs> Who's done it? Showing <laughs> fucking slabs off him. <laughs> he runs down. I can see him coming towards me. I'm like, oh, fuck, fuck, fuck. He rips the curtain open and he goes, you think this is funny, do <laughs> And he had two black teeth. Oh, my God. And you're like, yes, actually, oh I do think this is very funny. <laughs> <laughs> I thought he was going to fucking attack me, but he didn't. Yeah. <sighs> Wherever you're listening to this podcast, make sure you're subscribed and leave us a five-star review. If you want to listen to this show ad-free, head over to drinkswithjohnny.com and become a premium member. You'll get to enjoy unreleased clips from your favorite guests, discounts on merchandise in our shop, and access to our private Discord server where you can chat one-on-one with Johnny Christ himself. Awesome! So stay tuned, stay thirsty, and stay filthy as fuck. I guess that's what you get from sobriety. You have a little bit more clarity and you remember your stories better because I'm still sitting here trying to think of it. There was a time when I w- we were out on the road and I had the, me and Jimmy had the idea of doing stand-up for a while. <laughs> I don't know why we were hammered. And we're like, we're going to do drunken stand-up where we just get shit-faced, cross-eyed drunk 
and try to tell and like don't have pre-rehearsed jokes or anything. Just go up and try and do comedy. Just completely blitzed. And I did manage to uh, pilot that once to the rest of my bandmates on the road. Uh, shit, man. This, obviously, Jimmy was still with us. This was many years ago. And I, I mean, one of the first times we were on a bus, I'm sure. And yeah, after after a night at a club, we went back into it and went for it. And yeah, uh, I, I can tell some of it. You know, it, it, it was not much of a comedy show. It was more of a just let's laugh at Johnny while he's fucking hammered. And uh, it was. I know how you feel. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and uh, by the end of it, uh, I do remember receiving like I think I want to say it was like a two thousand dollar cleaning bill for the bus. Yo, shit, yeah. Have you oh have you been God. hit with those cleaning bills on the buses? Oh fuck yeah! Moose used to leave the fucking fire extinguishers off all the time. <laughs> he, used to, he used to fucking run up the bus, fucking just getting everybody like, and they had to get it all clean from head to toe, like. And we had, to, yeah, a few times. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was cleaning bells. Shit. Oh, dude. So, so much fun, though, the, to be youthful. So you many know? things. <laughs> I remember being in a, a car park once <clears throat> at a festival, I think it was. And uh, I remember getting so annoyed with my base tech, Calvin, because I was over talking to you and you just pulled out this fucking, sh- like, this, this, this horn that he was drinking from. Yeah, my beer. <clears throat> and you had a for it. You had a holster for it, and I was just fucking so jealous. I was like, Carmen, why the fuck haven't you got me one of them? Do you mean how has Johnny got this fucking cool horn that he's drinking from off his base tech? I think probably, and you haven't got me one. Yeah, <laughs> I remember that. Off. I remember you. I you jogged my memory. Yeah, that was like I was on that tour, another one of our summer festivals we'd done together, and adjacent to the tour was one random day was like a renaissance festival or some shit happening so a few of the yeah. a few of our crew guys went over there and came back with some of it and yeah it was just a a hollowed out horn with a leather sash that i could wear around my belt and um i fill it up with beer or most of the time red wine what what have you and i just walk around just with that and in, in ready to go uh after after the shows <laughs> I think I had had some hallucinogens <laughs> that evening <laughs> and I came over to you telling you about it and how I felt. And then I seen this horn and I was like, holy shit, that's the best thing I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> it was pretty glorious. I was pretty proud of that one. Yeah, I, I used that that entire time. I wonder if I still have it somewhere. I have to go like into our warehouse and see if we still have any of those. So if I do, I got to get a picture. I'll, I'll, set, I'll, I'll send it to you. You could drink, you could drink your uh, Peroni uh, non-alcoholic out of it now. Yeah, yeah, yes. <laughs> I would want. I definitely want one. I want yours. <laughs> if I still have it, man. If I still have it, it's all you. <laughs> well, I can pick it up off you when we do one of those tours coming up. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Speaking of though, speaking of the touring and the good old days and and everything, let's get into if you don't mind a little bit. I know you can't get into every little detail. But I mean, we're talking about the the debauchery of drinking and stuff. Do you think, do you think that led was was a part of your departure with Bullet? Do you, I mean, Moose uh, when he was on the show told some stories about about his departure, um, and then you were pretty short. Moose was gone first, right? And then you were shortly after, if I'm not mistaken. Or was no, it? No, it was me first. It was you <clears throat> first. Okay. Can you talk a little bit about yeah. that? You don't have to go. I know there's still uh, things you can't 
discuss for legal and other reasons, but if the, if you could tell part of your side of the story of of your departure from Bullet, we'd really appreciate it. Um, yeah, it is tough. <clears throat> it is tough to talk about, to be honest. I'm sure. Like, yeah. Yeah, I, I, about all the little bits that happen. Um, you know, all I can say is, you know, everybody was partying. Yeah. Everybody was having a drink and everybody liked to have a drink. Um, my real problem started with alcohol. I mean, <laughs> okay, I was pretty, I was, I was a pretty big drinker and I'd hold my hand up to some of the troubles that I caused the band or caused myself, you know, um, absolutely. But, um, you know, a lot of what I was doing, you know, other people were doing, you know. Um, I think my real troubles came with alcohol and everything else was afterwards when the realization set in of everything, you know, I couldn't quite cope with. Um, yeah. I mean, all I can speak from is my side of everything, you know, Absolutely. Um, and you know, how I, I might've affected and what maybe I caused whatever, you know, but yeah, let's, I'll hold my hand up to, there was times where, um, you know, I was a handful. There was times where other people were a handful. I mean, mm-hmm. rock and roll band. It's like stuff happens, you know. Um, but like, yeah, like I said earlier on, you know, I wasn't doing what other people wasn't doing, if you know what I mean. Yeah. Um, I think my problem, bigger problems with alcohol um, and other things came, I think, after my departure. And I, I think that was from kind of the loss uh, that I felt because they're a family um, and that hurt me. So I kind of I kind of wanted to hide from reality. Um, and then, you know, I was a pretty big drinker anyway um, yeah. during the band days, but that increased double. Um, yeah, I mean, you're, yeah, you're, you're filling a void. You're, you're filling a void. You have a probably, I mean, I don't want to speak for you, but I would imagine... Uh, a real, real hit on the on the old self esteem. Uh, a lot of figuring out who who you are, uh, as you said, uh, just a loss of 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 a big part of your life and a brotherhood that you had, yeah. had created with. I mean, how many, you were with you were with uh, you were at the band for how many years? I think, think um, since like 2000, and 2000 2001 because um, we were jamming before we actually got signed. Um, so yeah, quite a long time, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, it was a, it was a real <clears throat> pull on the whole old heartstrings. You know, I've I've known most the longest in my life out of anybody. I've known most since I was three years old. I can remember um, meeting him in like the smallest school, the one you first start. Like, so I've been friends with him yeah. since then, you know. <clears throat> and then the other guys I met in my teens and stuff. So I've known him all my life, you know. So um, I think when all that happened. Um, I usually explain to people like, you know, say on a Thursday, um, it kind of happened and I found out um, and it was a shock, you know, and I didn't want Monday to come then. The the metaphor is I didn't want Monday to come because it was too much to deal with. So I thought I'll just get fucked up for now and I'll deal with all of that on Monday. Right. You know, but Monday didn't come for four months. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Okay. Yeah. I see what you're saying. Yeah. It wasn't that so Monday. How, yeah. Yeah. This is k- kind of how I explain it, you know, and um, I just kept on hiding behind the alcohol in my house, which is what happened to me because um, mm-hmm. I didn't know what to do. 
Um, I was so all I'd done for the last 10, 12 years was play guitar on stage, tour, management, all that kind of stuff. And then suddenly there was I felt like there was nothing. I didn't know what to do. Yeah. So the answer to me was in my friend alcohol. So that's what I did. Um, and that got out of control and on my own, you know, um, which led me to getting some help. Um, going to the rehab and becoming sober and to where I am now. And it's amazing, you know, that um, I'm healthy. Um, all these years later now, there's this chance again, you know, with Moose and Killer Lights and I'm back up there. And you said about the playing and the bass and the screaming. It's like I'm doing the same job as I was doing um, now. And I feel great about it as well like on stage was amazing i felt great and the touring was easy because i wasn't hungover do you know what i mean uh, um, no i don't know what you mean yet <laughs> <laughs> like how i put a yet in there too like as if it's gonna happen for me no no, no. <laughs> no i don't know what that's like uh no I, I mean i've done i've done plenty of i've done plenty of tours where i have uh, uh had abstinence from 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 alcohol on the entire leg of the tour or something like that or part of it you know so I can imagine, but if you're doing it straight for several shows in a row, I mean, and feeling good, and I mean, you're you're getting out in front of people for the first time um, in these shows in in, uh, in past November here, and you already spoke on it. Can you talk me through uh, leading up to the first show? Let's talk about the first show. You're back with Kill the Kill the Lights. Like, what's the butterflies yeah. like? What's the excitement? Is it kind of like, oh man, I. I don't know if I remember how to do this or was it yeah. like, <laughs> can you walk me through that first time stepping back out on the stage? Yeah, man. Like, um, you know, like I said, Julia, I received that text off Moose and I was like, yeah, you know, I felt good about it. Um, I talked to my partner and she was like, you have to do it, you know, cause she knows that I've had this itch for a while, you know, um, with the various things I've been doing and, you know, and so I thought, yeah, I'll do it. <clears throat> but so I had the, zoom call with the guys and i explained everything you know um i have to blow the dust off my guitars because i haven't been doing anything really you know and, and it's, it's going to take me some time they said well we've got time so we've got a tour in november and i think this was um what was it like april or may or something was it some something like that so i had like three or four months then to learn um the album and to try and get a little bit fitter and to get ready so um after it was um, definitely sealed and it was happening, like I said, I went into work and I got some time. Um, I changed roles so I could free up two days a week so um, to learn all these songs. So that's what I'd done then was every Tuesday and Thursday and the weekends, I was just on these songs, trying to get my fingers back into it, warming up the voice again, you know. <clears throat> and then leading up to the show, I was ready. Um, I think because I had a time limit on it, I had to be. I joined the gym again, you know, and and, and started trying to get a bit fitter. And were you were you, you know, were you not were you not keeping uh, your body healthy like that too before, or was it was that the kick in the ass you needed? Kick in the ass I needed, not as much, you know, because um, yeah, I was just office job. Right, just not a lot of time recovery. for it. Office job, family, yeah. you don't have a lot of yeah. time. You're still probably yeah. working out, but just not as regularly as. Oh, kids, John. Yeah, no. I, I don't envy that. I had to make room. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's pretty chock-a-block, like, yeah. our chef. Like, it's quite busy with the kids so young. I, I, I got a four-year-old, a nine-year-old, 11-year-old, and a 15-year-old. So it keeps us on our toes, you know. 
So I needed to make room somewhere else, and that was with the job. So that's fine. They were cool with it, and they supported me. And then leading up to the tour then, it was like um, completely stripped back. You know, we were it was back to the old days. It was amazing. I loved it because we were back in a van. We were taking the gear on ourselves. We, do you know what I mean? There, yeah. there was no crew. We was the crew. <laughs> yeah, man. The first, the first show was amazing because it was in Bristol in the UK. And that's the one we learned on, like how it was going to be the first show. It was like, we got here for loading. We set everything up on the floor. We got it all on the stage. Went through the, um, the mic check and all that kind of stuff and the sound check. And then done the show, great show. But afterwards, it was like, thank you, walk off. It was like, turn straight back around, walk back on and start undoing everything. <laughs> <laughs> you know I mean? Packing it all down. Yeah. But like, yeah, um, before going on, it, it was quite nervous because like, I think my last show was 2014. Okay. Yeah. So you had like some, yeah. Man, so I, bet, was, I, bet, yeah. I bet it's got to be nervous. I mean, I, even like I said, four years away from the stage for me right now, I know when I hit back, inevitably when that happens, I... I mean, I, I don't know about you, but like, do you ever like have those people have nightmares about their job, right? Let me paint a little picture here real quick. So people have nightmares about, about being late to their job or showing up and, you know, you got way too many people that you're trying to serve, whatever it is. Like if you've, you've been a waitress or a waiter or something like that or whatever, you just, you have those dreams. I think for me at least, and maybe you can speak to this too, some of the, some of those dreams we still have too, as, as musicians or rock stars, whatever you want to call them of like getting on stage and not knowing the set, getting on stage and like late and like everyone's mad at you and you're like, Oh fuck. Like I just showed up. What songs are we playing? I don't even know what fucking songs. I don't, I don't even know what song this is. And like, like, I've had those dreams before. Have you had anything like that? It's fucking mad. You said I've had exactly those dreams. You can ask my missus. (laughs) Leading up to the shows. I, I had about six of them. I was like, oh, my God, I had a nightmare last night that I was on stage. I didn't know any of the set. And <laughs> they were, like, counting us in. And I was like, holy shit. And I was asking, like, my bass set, do you mind? Will, will, will you play this? Because I fucking didn't <laughs> that's, the, that's, the, that's the safety line. Come on, bass deck, you got it. <laughs> <laughs> do you know the song? I don't know it. <laughs> yeah, I, I had them leading up to the shows. And I, I, I think it's that mechanism in your brain that kicks in does it to make sure you fucking know them right yeah it's like yeah. hey yeah. you got to get back into got to put some more time in this this week you know yeah yeah, yeah. but yeah I, I'm, I'm so glad you said about that because i've never mentioned those dreams to anybody except my partner but like it's true like it's true. other people have them yeah, everybody everybody has them about their job it's not uncommon to have them about their job and i think it's interesting and funny that our versions ended up being the same, but like, it's the same idea, like not being able to, it's the same thing, just yeah. not being able to perform your job that you actually know how to fucking perform. And like something happens in your mind when you're sleeping, it's like, shit, I don't know yeah. how to do this anymore. And it's like, yeah, that's, uh, yeah, yeah. It's like those dreams, isn't it? When you're trying to punch somebody and you can't, then it's just really slow. Right. Do yeah. Yeah. And then you get your ass kicked and you're like, what the fuck? Just, it's my dream. Why am I getting my ass kicked in my own dream? But, <laughs> Wherever you're listening to this podcast, make sure you're subscribed and leave us a five-star review. If you want to listen to this show ad-free, head over to drinkswithjohnny.com and become a premium member. You'll get to enjoy unreleased clips from your favorite guests, discounts on merchandise in our shop, 
and access to our private Discord server where you can chat one-on-one with Johnny Christ himself. Awesome! So stay tuned, stay thirsty, and stay filthy as fuck. But speaking on a, a little bit more of the uh, bullet stuff, not necessarily the departure uh, you already kind of touched upon that, and uh, I won't harp on it too much. But more of the good times. Let's get to some of the some of the great times. I mean, at the same time that you, your band, and our band, before we even toured together, we knew of each other, right? Because we were uh, on the same covers of all these magazines. You know, we got Kerrang! Yeah. And, and Metal Hammer <clears throat> out out in the UK, and then all the stuff that's been happening uh, on MTV at the time. When they were still playing music, your guys' song was, was up there. We were we were on the same blocks of music, like pretty much just going like through. And it seemed like both bands were on the come up at the exact same time. <clears throat> we did the Metallica tours in Europe together for a little while. What yeah. was what was what are some of the things though, like looking back now that you're not with the band anymore and you've moved on in your life? What are some of the 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 things that you like to look back on and kind of retrospectively put in place and go like, wow, I was really a part of this. You know what I mean? Like, is, is there, is there any moments in your career with bullet that really stand out for you? I mean, <clears throat> much the stuff that you just mentioned, you know, um, I'm glad you jogged my memory about that stuff because it was cool. Wasn't there? Like yeah. we were seeing a lot of you guys and you were seeing a lot of, our, of us on the covers and everything, which, yeah, <clears throat> I mean, I, I, I do think back sometimes and I think, wow, like, did, did that really happen? Was we doing all of that stuff? Because there were some really big shows. I think I think the biggest show or the biggest crowd that I stood in front of, I think it was 115,000 in Germany somewhere. Wow. And like, was that one of the Rock just, and Ring? Was that like a Rock and Ring, Rock and Park? Or was it, or was it with Metallica? What, do you remember which? It was, it was another one. Um, and I can't remember what the festival was called now to be honest they were, okay. um but it was one of it was a it festival was, setting yeah 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 it was a festival set and i have to check on most which one it was but the people were like blankets of those things when they and they were all just jumping it was just like a blanket of people and like i think on the song screaming fire we'd have the one two three four in the breakdown and like on as it drops everybody just started bouncing i was like holy shit you know what i mean such a good feeling to feel that, you know. Um, but yeah, it's just those times, you know, and 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 the videos as well, you know. Um, I, I, I just having the film crews there and like the actors and stuff like that, and the videos you would do, like the, I thought that was pretty cool as well. And the props and fire engines spraying rain over us and like, <laughs> you know, shutting off a, a part of the highway in Hollywood or wherever just to to to, to film, you know. And I think back on that, I think that's amazing. Like two of my my oldest kids, they won't remember it, and I've lost the photo. But when they were like, um, one of them was one, and the other one was like four, they were on download with me, and I was holding them in my arms, and they were giving the horns with all the crowd in the background. And I haven't got to show them; I'm gutted. But um, you know, now they're old, and they know what's going on. <clears throat> they like ask me about stuff, and I'm like, "You've been on that stage," and they're like, "No way." Do you know what I mean? So <clears throat> that's got to be yeah. really cool. <clears throat> yeah. And yeah, so um, just all of it really. It was, it was huge. Um, I think the growth happened really quickly as well. You know, after we dropped the first few singles and everything, we were on the back of Kerrang then, and then you know, before I knew it, there was this huge tour bus picking us up, and it was like, whoa, it's really happening, like you know. And that was it. We were just 
off on tour. I yeah. was catching planes more than I was getting in a cab. <laughs> you know, right, right. No, it was. It's pretty. It's pretty remarkable. Like I, uh, over the last uh, while, having a kid, being home for this long, um, it's definitely been interesting to like. Every once in a while, those memories come back up, and you're like, kind of relive them for a second. You're like, wow. You know, I, I we still got a lot left in us. Don't don't get me wrong, but it's like we've already accomplished a lot. Like we like you're, I'm just talking about you and you and myself here. Like when you really look at what we accomplished over over the last, you know decade or so yeah. two decades it's like wow you never a lot of people ask about that like you know when you do interviews and stuff and they're like what's the favorite moment like i just kind of did to you but like still like before i used to get annoyed with that question and now i'm kind of like <laughs> man i don't know like i'm getting a little bit older i have like a legacy to pass down to my son like it is kind of cool some of the shit that we that we were able to do like from being a little punk kid in in orange county california to uh, being in front of these crowds like you're talking about and, you know, getting our videos, yeah. um, you know, uh, uh, whatever, retired real, TRL. Yeah, I think a real cool moment um, was probably when um, Metallica asked us on stage to um, jam So What? Was it So What? Okay, yeah, that was So What when we did it. With, there was another one. I think it was Commando. We, we did our first one, and, and then we went up with you guys and Trivium. Right? Was it Trivium? Yes. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> Why do you laugh there, Jay? Oh, I, I just, um, I was mentioning it the other day to the guys in Killer Lights, like, because they were talking about, we were talking about Trivium as well. And I can just remember on that tour, um, I remember bumping into Matt Heafy, is it? Yeah. The singer? Heafy. Yeah. Um, in the car park and in the car park and like, I was walking back to the bus and he was walking from somewhere else. And we just started like walking next to each other. But I was walking like this because I was gaffer taped. <laughs> all my arms were gaffer taped out completely all around my waist, all around my neck, all around my head. And I was just a gaffer mummy. And I was walking up the street like that drunk. And like, I just turned like that to shake his hand because it was gaffered out straight. <laughs> hey, man, what's, what's happening? Could he, he see your face? Look. Did he know it was you? He, he's just looking at me. He's like, hey, yeah, yeah. He knew it was me. Okay. And I was like, oh, are you, are you walking this way? <laughs> I was just walking next to him down the fucking streets. <laughs> oh, I think that reminded me of another story. Uh, do you remember when we stopped in Amsterdam on that on that trip? There was an Amsterdam, so we had a day off uh, between like a Holland, like a different Holland place, and then we were on our way to somewhere else, and we had a day off, or maybe it wasn't even a full day, whatever it was, and we we decided to stop off, and we were all, you know, going big in Amsterdam, having a good time, and I just remember it was you and Moose, I want to say, or maybe even Padge, we're we're attempting to steal some bikes because if anyone's been to Amsterdam, they know along the canals there's all these bicycles because everyone rides their bicycles. And I remember outside of one of the bars, I believe you guys were successful and took somebody's bike and were riding it around all crazy. And we're like, "What the fuck are you doing? <laughs> this is like two o'clock yeah. in the morning and you're riding around on a bicycle." I'm all yeah. I've already had some of the magical mushrooms. I'm just watching you guys laughing my ass off. <laughs> Yeah, we were buggers for taking the bikes. We we took them in um, Tokyo as well. Whenever we went over there, I think we took the like the the mopeds. Oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> the 
on the street. Like, and the golf buggies in um, <clears throat> in the festivals as well. You know, yeah. the golf buggies. I remember being standing on top of a golf buggy with four security guards trying to get me down off it. And I was just like, no! <laughs> <laughs> and I think Moose was trying to start it. Oh, perfect. Yeah, we've, we've, <clears throat> we've tipped a couple of those too. Those are always fun to, to tip or... If you if you get if you're out in the parking lot at the end of the night with one of those golf uh, golf carts, you can you get someone on the back to give it a wheelie and it scrapes the you know how it scrapes the ground and you can get like sparks flying up and everything. Those are always fun. <laughs> yes, man. Yes. Such good times though, man. It's it's really been great uh, reminiscing over the last few years and especially with you you're jogging some of my memory. Like I, I thought I thought I remembered a lot of stuff and you're like oh shit yeah. As just even seeing you sparks so many more of those memories. Yeah. I got to ask one there more thing one. about the departure though, before we move on and you could feel free to, to just fuck off this conversation or whatever. But uh, <laughs> it, it, was there ever like an, an official reason given to you? I know Moose never felt he got an official reason why he was <clears throat> excommunicated from the band when, when his departure happened. Did you ever, was yours a little bit more formal um, there was a meeting um, that I had to attend, um, and they talked about it. And there was a, a, a lot of that stuff mentioned, you know, the drinking and everything. Um, um, but I think the decision was already made. Um, I was kind of told, mm-hmm. you know, that, that this is happening. Um, but like, yeah. Well, I know Moose. Kinda, Moose well, I'm just asking if there was like more of like a formal, more, more of like a formal, like saying like these. This is the exact reason why this is a moment that we're that we're using or not using, but uh, to showcase an incident or anything like that. Or there was an exact reason why was it just the drinking and partying? Was there something that you were told uh, was was a was a highlighted reason uh, for? It was for, most yeah yeah like um, partying and. Several different occasions. Were you uh, unable to uh, perform on stage at a point or anything like that? There was debauchery happening um, and the parties that were going on with within us all, really. And I think I was singled out for a few things that I'd done here and there. Okay. Um, and I think that there were statements re- released then by them, <clears throat> um, I guess, but I've never really released anything to say what happened you know I, I think this this is the first time i've ever talked about it yeah um you know but i think it's quite hard to talk freely and open about it you know um for legal reasons like you said earlier on but um yeah are those are those legal reasons still uh you, we don't need to go again i'm not trying to get get a fucking headline out of you here here jay you know i mean you go back way too long for that fucking bullshit but I just want to I just want to understand from my from my perspective a little bit more when um, when all this is going down when you know I know Moose said that he wasn't really keen on it you know he wasn't really happy about it and then shortly after he would be gone um, when you say like the legal stuff is there is that is that ongoing I guess is what I'm saying is that is that still an ongoing thing have you are you able to to talk to Matt and pa- and Padge are have you are are you in communication at all with Matt and Padge? I guess it's not an ongoing thing anymore. Um, it was for a long time, mm-hmm. for years, years and years and years, John. Um, it wasn't until this year that it stopped. 
Um, but communication with Martin Page, no, <clears throat> there hasn't been really. Um, would you be like open you said, to it? Is something that you would be open to, like now that you've moved on and stuff, or or is that wound still pretty deep and maybe something you'd never? You, I mean, no, no one ever, never say never. But is it something that you're just not ready for yet at this point? Um, there just hasn't been any communication um, okay. since, since the departure, and not really any attempts. Too really, do you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, gotcha. Well, tell the rest of the boys and kill the lights. I said hello. I'll I'll text Moose too, and let, let's keep in touch because I really want to uh, see you guys out on the road um, at some point, and maybe uh, we'll cross paths. Maybe we can do another hang in person. I'd love to. I'd love to see you again, my friend. It's been way too long um, to to give you a hug time. in person, man. Absolutely, man. And the the same goes to you, John. It's been great to see you. It's been such a long time, and it'd be great to see the rest of the guys as well. Like, um, I miss you guys, you know. I, um, when all that stuff did happen, um, I think I lost my phone um, a few months afterwards. And I remember thinking, shit, all my contacts were in there. And I, re I remember thinking, fuck, Johnny's number's in there, <laughs> right? Yeah. Honestly, all the people that I knew on my phone was gone. I had to get a new number and, and all that stuff. Yeah, when you hit me gone. up, I was like, oh, I have the same number, dude. I didn't realize he was. I was like, I mean, you texted me and it showed up as Jay. I was like, you're like, hey, this is Jay. I'm like, I'm like, I know. <laughs> so I was able to keep the number, but for some reason, all my contacts got like lost back yeah. then. I don't know how. Yeah. And I just lost everyone's numbers. So then, because um, you didn't show up on mine, I had to add you again. But then when I text you, you were like, yeah, I know. I got your number. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was it. You're like, you're like, hey, what's up, man? It's Jay. I haven't talked to you in a long time. Love to be on the podcast. Love to love to let you know that uh, this was right, I guess, when you got the call from Moose that you were going to be joining Kill the Lights. And I was like, fuck yeah, dude. You, I knew it was you. Like, I have your number still. <laughs> <laughs> he was that bit that cracked me up. Yeah. I do have your number. <laughs> so... Uh, <laughs> Uh, it's been fantastic catching up with you, though, man. Um, I'm gonna let you go for now, and then uh, we'll we'll stay in touch. All right, brother. Yeah, definitely, brother. And um, yeah, if maybe one, one day in the future I'll jump back on, but I let the boys know you said hi, and let's get some tours going one day, man. Absolutely, yeah. And I'll let the I'll I'll be seeing the rest of the guys here tonight too. So I'll let them know you said uh, you said you're. Uh, uh, happening. I will, and yeah. I will. Well, I'm sure we'll have a good laugh about some of the stories that uh, that we. We can and can't tell here. Let's put it that way. Nice one, Johnny. Right. It's brilliant seeing you, man. Keep in touch, right? Yeah, absolutely, brother. Cheers. Speak you soon, brother. Yeah. And that'll just about do it for this week's episode of Drinks with Johnny. Thanks to Jay for being on the show. Thanks to you guys for listening. And uh, as I said at the top of the show, tune back in on Thursday. I got a, I got a quick little follow-up call with Jay. And uh, it's going to be fun. I want to see what he thinks about the episode now that it's been released. Uh, and if there's anything that he wanted to clarify on on some of this bullet issue stuff. So uh, if you're interested in that, make sure you subscribe to the podcast so you don't miss that Thirsty Thursday pod that is coming out. Um, also, if you are really enjoying this episode and all of these episodes, head over to thedreamswithjohnny.com and look into becoming a filthy animal. That is our members-only uh, area where you get early access to content, bonus content, and the best thing is uh, access to our Discord channel. We are having so much fun over there. Once a month, we do a 
video hang together where we do some kind of a watch along. Last week we did a watch along of our of our director Brando Labardo's. Uh, he, he did this uh, Judge Jerry thing, and it's it's absolutely hilarious. Where he got uh, pretty much sued for drawing dicks on people's merch. So uh, <laughs> if that sounds like something you'd be into, uh, having some laughs with us and the rest of the community. I mean, every day we're in there chatting and uh, everyone's really positive and having a good vibe in there. So uh, if, you're, if you're into that, I'm in there pretty often. And as I said, we do the live uh, video chat once a month as well. Uh, so you could find that at drinkswithjohnny.com and uh, signing up to become a Filthy Animal member. Also, we are still running the contest for my jacket from the Nightmare Cycle that I wore quite a bit. I actually wore it quite a bit through the last decade. Um, you have a chance to win by subscribing to this podcast and signing up for our email list. And that uh, the winner of that contest rather will be announced on our 100th episode which is coming up in just a few so make sure you are subscribing everywhere signed up for the email blast so you have a chance to win that jacket um obviously it's mine i love it but it's time to put it to bed and give it to someone who can uh really appreciate it so make sure you enter in that contest as i said and if you have a small business or a big business or just want to talk about something and uh, you're interested in putting in ads here, go to adswithjohnny.com, fill out the form, and uh, we'll get back to you. I guess that's pretty much it, all the news that's going on in our lives of Drinks with Johnny. Um, Lastly, I just want to say, given the recent news of uh, Russia invading Ukraine, uh, not to get too political, but just to state, uh, I just can't believe that this shit is still happening in 2022. and it seems like we're not getting a break from any any kind of madness at this point. And my hearts go out to those who are affected. Um, it's just it's just really sad that uh, people can't you know just get along at this point. No matter how far we come as a society, as a global society, and as a species, there's just always gonna be that asshole that has to fuck with things. And uh, it's still uh, real sad. And I hope for my son's future and for our children's future and maybe generations to come. We can start to wean that out, um, but it doesn't look great right now. So I just want to say my heart goes out to all of you who are affected by this. And uh, I guess that's it for this week. So until next time, as always, cheers. This is the story of Whitney Houston. This is the story of Kurt Cobain. Of George Michael, of Otis Redding, of Amy Winehouse, of Michael Hutchins, Bob Marley. This is the story of Prince. It's a new podcast series. About how they died, why they died, and why we're still talking about them so long after. It's like nothing you've ever heard before. It's storytelling. But it's more than that, because rock stars... They tell us how we feel. They change our mood. They change the clothes we wear, the people we hang out with. The way we remember things. It's them who give us those ludicrous moments, the ones where you're... Jumping around, singing your heart out, feeling understood. And it's those moments we'll help you remember, the ones you're thinking about right now. That feeling. That feeling. It's coming soon from Crowd Network. Just search for Death of a Rockstar on your podcast app. And subscribe now. 
One Hit Thunder is a podcast where we both celebrate and have a good laugh about bands and artists that had just one hit that we all know. Each week, we're joined by a guest from the world of music or comedy to learn more than you ever thought you would about some songs that you can't forget. And we decide if they brought the One Hit Thunder or nothing more than a One Hit Blunder. Look, if you listen to the show, you're probably going to laugh, and I guarantee you're going to crush next time the bar has music trivia. Tag Team, Jane Child, Meredith Brooks, Looking Glass, Sean Mullins, Eiffel 65, EMF, Crash Test Dummies, Crazy Town, Chumbawamba. We have hundreds of episodes in our back catalog and a new episode each week. So pass the duchy, make sure you're connected, and subscribe to One Hit Thunder wherever you get your pods.